بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد الله سبحانه وتعالى says in the beginning of the 19th juz of Surah Al-Furqan a verse which was recited in the opening verses of Salat Al-Tarawih وَيَوْمَ يَعَضُّ الظَّالِمُ عَلَى يَدَيْهِ يَقُولُ يَا لَيْتَنِ اتَّخَذْتُ مَعَ الرَّسُولِ سَبِيلًا يَا وَيْلَتَا لَيْتَنِي لَمْ أَتَّخِذْ فُلَانًا خَلِيلًا لَقَدْ أَضَلَّنِي عَنِ الذِّكْرِ بَعْدَ إِذْ جَاءَنِي وَكَانَ الشَّيْطَانُ لِلْإِنسَانِ خَذُولًا On that day when the wretched individual would be chewing and biting on his hand saying, Woe unto me, how I wish that I maintained my friendship with the Rasul of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This verse was revealed <coughs> when one of the Quraysh by the name of Uqba, Uqba ibn Abi Mu'ayt, Uqba ibn Abi Mu'ayt, he was one of the chiefs of the Quraysh. So he had a practice when returning from journey to invite the, no, the noble people of the Quraysh for a meal. And he invited Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This was in the initial stages of the da'wah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that I cannot accept your invitation as you have not expressed the testimony of faith, the shahadatain, ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammad rasulullah. And at that time, he uttered the shahada to satisfy Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and also to maintain his own dignity that Muhammad sallallahu accepted his invitation. In any case, it became well known amongst the people of Mecca that Uqba has embraced Islam. He left the religion of his forefathers. So he was subjected to what is commonly found today, what we call peer pressure. So all his cronies and his teammates, Abu Jahl and Pati and Abu Lahab, etc., they pressurized him and said, that we will never maintain any friendship, nor will we utter one word in support of you ever until you denounce that which you have accepted from Sayyidina Muhammad So to please his friends, he went up to Rasulullah and he tried to spit in the face of Rasulullah and he said, I give back to you that which I have expressed before you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes to us what his condition will be. And like that, any other person who gave in to peer pressure and allowed the pressure of his friends, who in reality were not true friends, because a true friend is a, one, is a friend who takes you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Arab poet says, Inna akhaka al-haqqa man kana ma'ak wa man yadurru nafsahu liyanfa'ak وَمَنْ إِذَا رَيْبُ الزَّمَانِ صَدَّعَكَ شَبَّكَ فِيكَ شَمْلَهُ لِيَجْمَعَكَ Your true friend is the one who is always with you. And he will be prepared to harm himself to benefit you. And when the difficulties of life affects you, he will be the one to take his shawl and wrap you and support you. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes this type of person. It was revealed at a particular occasion but the lesson is general till the day of Qiyamah for whichever person is presented with a challenge of peer pressure. He needs to identify and see what type of friend he has made. So Allah says that this zalim, and yesterday we explained the meaning of zulm. Zulm means placing, 
doing the action in the incorrect place. So this wrongdoer, he on the day of Qiyamah will be chewing on his hand out of regret and remorse. And he will say, Ya laytani ittakhadtu ma'ar rasooli sabilah. How I wish that I maintained that path I had adopted with the Rasul of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya waylata laytani lam attakhid fulanan khalila. Woe unto me, how I wish I did not befriend such and such a person. لَقَدْ أَضَلَّنِي عَنِ الذِّكْرِ بَعْدَ إِذْ جَاءَنِي That so-called friend is the one that took me away from guidance after I was already blessed with it. He had already uttered the shahada. He was already amongst the people in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But due to peer pressure, he deprived himself. And many times, the company we keep result in negative effects in our lives. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam once gave da'wah to a young man whose name was Maysarah during the days of Hajj before Hijrah. And he was very impressed with what Rasulullah sallallahu had to say. And he said, I really like what you are saying, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Rasulullah sallallahu said, then say the shahada, embrace Islam. He said, no, I need to speak to my friends and my, my family. I need to consult with them first. And he went back speaking to his friends. And they said, you know, hajj is over now. Let's think about it. And his entire group and his family members, the clan, departed from Mina. On their way, they, they passed by some people of the Ahlul Kitab. And they said, uh, do you know anything of this person? And they said, yes, well, he does possess. And the Ahlul Kitab, many of them, or they, the scholars amongst them, knew the description of Rasulullah But due to hasad and envy, they rejected Nabi message. So they said, yes, that does sound like the Prophet described in our scriptures. So Maysara says to his friends and his family, he says, uh, let's go back. We're just a little distance from, from Mina. And Muhammad sallallahu is there, we can go and we can... They said, no, never mind, we'll... Not now, next year now. We, every year we do come for hajj. We'll see next year when we come. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had willed that Rasulullah sallallahu was now instructed to undertake the journey of hijrah to Medina Munawwara. So when they came back, obviously there was no Rasulullah sallallahu in Mecca. And many years after that, seven or eight years after that, Rasulullah sallallahu is confronted with this young one man and he says, oh... Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, do you recognize me? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, yes, your name is Maysara. And uh, he said, yes, I'm Maysara. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked him, um, why have you come? He said, I came to embrace Islam. Then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked him, where's your friends and your family members that were with you the last time? He said, they all passed away. They all died. Then he asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where are they now? What is their situation? He said, They have left this world in a state of disbelief, so therefore they are experiencing the punishment of the fire of Jahannam. So the company that we keep and the friends that we do keep is what determines sometimes the type of mindset that we have. Sometimes you have people who are mere instigators. They just want to get other people to do wrong. And this is why Rasulullah amongst his qualities, as we hear from the ulama, is that he was never vulgar, nor was he intentionally pretending to be vulgar. Sometimes a person is not vulgar by nature. He's grown up in, in a good upright home, but he comes into contact with his friends, and they're using French terminology in, in their language, and he forces himself to fit into that uh, clique to use that type of language. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that These type of friends and shaitan have something in common. And what is that? They are khadul. Khadala in Arabic means to desert someone. When they require your, your assistance, that is the time 
shaytan is the one who turns on the day of qiyamah he will tell the people who obeyed him listen you did your own thing I didn't force you I just put the honey there you went for it so you have to face the, the consequences on the day of Badr also shaytan told the, the, the mushrikeen of, of the Quraysh that come let's go you, you've got numbers and you can overpower them and you can do this and do that and then he said inni bari'um minkum inni arama la taroon I am free I've got nothing to do with you when he saw the malaika descending on the day of Badr then he deserted them. So the quality of shaitan is khadal, of deserting. And many times we have people around us who are in the form of friends. And therefore, whether it be young or old, all of us need to uh, do some uh, hisab or some inspection of the lives that we have and the, 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 the contact that we have with people. Imam al-Shafi'i says, if a person only meets you because he is forced to, you can see he's uncomfortable, but he's forced to, then rather avoid such a person. Don't cause him the inconvenience. Nor express any sadness because of losing the potential friendship that could have existed there. Because people change, and sometimes leaving certain people the way they are, there is raha and there's ease for you. فَمَا كُلُّ مَنْ تَهْوَاهُ يَهْوَاكَ قَلْبُهُ Remember one thing, Imam al-Shafi'i says, every person that you incline to. It's not necessary that they incline to you. It's not necessary that the person that you have cleaned your heart towards has got a clean heart towards you. So he says in the end of this whole long stanza, he says, That may salam be on this dunya, may salam be on you if you can find such a friend who is faithful, loyal, and he is a dedicated friend. So if you find one like that, hold on to such a friend who takes you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why we are encouraged to sit in the gatherings of dhikr, because this is the gatherings in which we have company that all attract the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everybody is turning towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The malaika, they also are present in the gathering of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa once, he saw a group of sahaba sitting together and he asked them, Why, ma ajlasakum? what made you sit here? They said, we're remembering, we're talking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're remembering Allah and his great favor that he has bestowed upon us with our iman and the deen he has given us. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, Allahu ma ajlasakum illa hadha? Do you swear by Allah that this is the reason that you said just to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to remember his favor upon you? They said, yes, O Nabi of Allah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, I didn't take an oath because I doubted your intentions. It was just that Jibreel alayhi salam said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making mention of you in front of the malaika, that Allah is proud of this gathering. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those that, whose names are mentioned in front of the malaika. So when we make dua, the malaika frequently hear our names and our dua is is presented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the ameen of the malaika. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all tawfiq. It is a night of Jumu'ah also in the Mubarak month of Ramadan. And uh, it slipped my, my mind actually to, to discuss some of the, the, the events of Badr, which happened 1438 years ago on today, the day that passed was the day of the Battle of Badr in which there were many, many miracles and events that occurred in the history of Islam. So it is a very Mubarak time as well. The day of Badr has just passed. And uh, the night of Jumu'ah, we are encouraged to recite abundant salawat and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has instructed us to recite 
La ilaha illallah abundantly in the month of Ramadan and also to say astaghfirullah abundantly and to ask for Jannah and protection from Jahannam. Allahumma inni as'aluka al-Jannah wa a'udhu bika min al-Nar. Inshallah we will commence with a short dhikr now and then conclude with a dua. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.